Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 303 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that teaches us more about you and your ways. Help us learn more today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Mark chapter 8. Jesus has pity and sympathy for the people who had been with him, listening to his preaching, and I imagine receiving healing for three days. He saw their need. I always love reading about him feeding thousands with just seven loaves of bread and a few small fish because it shows us how his great love for people is multiplied enough to serve everyone. He sees their needs, their physical needs, as well as their spiritual needs, and he tends to them both. The Lord sees our needs too, and he comes to our aid, just as he came to the aid of the people 2,000 years ago. The stories of him feeding the thousands also show us the power of thanksgiving. He took what he had and gave thanks to the Lord, and it was enough. Even though it looked like it was lacking by about 3,997 fish, the Lord blessed it, and it was more than enough. Let us not take inventory of what we don't have, but be thankful for what we do have, because God will make it enough. The one group he didn't give himself to was the Pharisees. They wanted a sign, and he said no. It is important to note that there are those we should give our time and attention to and those we shouldn't. Just after he left them, he told his disciples to be wary of the Pharisees. He told them to be wary of the leaven of the Pharisees. They thought he was talking about bread, and when Jesus saw this, he asked them about their lack of understanding caused by hard hearts. Let us pray that God keeps our hearts soft towards him so that we can learn, understand, and gain wisdom. Let's see what's happening in James chapter 4. James writes about jealousy. Jealousy results in strife, conflict, and feuds. And then he tells us we do not have because we do not ask. More than likely, we ask for our selfish gain more than for God's will. Verse 4 says, Do you not know that being the world's friend is being God's enemy? When we understand that the things of this world do not satisfy us, we can focus our hearts and prayers on God instead of worldly things. Then we become indifferent to what the world values and soft to our Heavenly Father. Verse 7 is a short verse, but a most powerful one. So be subject to go, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. Let's ask God to help us stand firm against the enemy, hold our ground, and be held by him today. James tells us to grieve our sins and humble ourselves before the Lord, and then he will lift us up. We read this in Luke 18 when Jesus told the parable about the Pharisee and the tax collector praying. They both went to pray, but only one was not condemned, the tax collector who humbled himself before God. Verse 15 is underlined in my Bible and says, You ought instead to say, If the Lord is willing... We shall live and we shall do this thing or that thing. Proverbs 16.9 says, A man's mind plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps and makes them sure. May we submit to the Lord and ask him to lead, guide, and direct us, and then pray that he will help us obey him. Let's see what Jeremiah is prophesying in chapter 49. This chapter contains several prophecies against various lands. The first is against the Ammonites. They had settled in areas portioned out for Israelite tribes, Gad, Reuben, and Manasseh. Babylon will come and take the land from the Ammonites, but eventually the Lord will restore it, even to the Ammonites. Then we read about God's wrath against Edom. The founder of Edom was Esau, as we see referenced in the passages. Remember, Esau was Jacob's brother, whose birthright and blessing were stolen by Jacob. So the people were related to the Israelites. However, they had been enemies. 
They had a false sense of pride and thought they were untouchable. But God will send Babylon after them, and there will be widespread destruction. Next, God's wrath is against Damascus. God said this city was a city of joy to him, so he would save them from captivity, even though they would be defeated in war. Kedar and Hazor are following, along with Elam. Elam was the furthest nation that Jeremiah prophesied about. All the nations come under God's judgment, and all will receive their just due for their sins. In chapter 50, we read about God's wrath that will come against Babylon after God is done using Babylon to bring judgment against Judah and all the surrounding areas. He will send the Medes after Babylon. When Babylon was plundered and devastated, Israel and Judah will be set free from captivity, and not by the Babylonians, but by the Medes and Persians. God has a plan to set his people free once again. He refers to them as lost sheep, sheep that have been scattered. He will bring them back to their land, and they will humble themselves before the Lord. Just as God had a plan to restore his people, he is the God of restoration today. He will restore what is lost by ill-gotten gain. May we have hope in the Lord today and know that he is watching over us and caring for us in these tumultuous days. Let's see what we can learn in Psalm 122. This psalm is a prayer for the city of Jerusalem. Imagine the people standing on the third step of the temple praying for peace in Jerusalem. Verse 7 says, May peace be within your walls and prosperity within your palaces. May this be our prayer for our world today as well. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for the wisdom in your word. Thank you for being the God of restoration. We pray for an increase in faith, belief, and wisdom, and trust you to restore us as you restored your people. Help us know that you have already won the battles we fight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.